Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Elsa Morak, who has so much great advice on how to not chase women, but how to choose women. And you're going to get a lot more than just that as well. We're also going to talk about how not to just be the nice guy and how to turn her on when she's not really sure if she's into you halfway through the date. So, so much good information. You're going to want to listen. So keep listening. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Carney. Not along with Marnie Kinris today, but that's okay because we have Elsa Morak, who is an amazing dating coach for men, and she's a best-selling author. And her specialty will speak to you guys because I know a lot of you guys are nice guys. So her specialty is turning nice guys who are tired of chasing women into confident men who choose their pick. And that's like a huge part of our audience base or guys who are just nice guys that aren't choosing. So you say chasers are nice guys who chase and choosers are confident men who choose. So thanks for hanging with me today. And I'm excited to talk about the nice guy stuff because again, that's our listener base. They're just super nice guys, but they have so much going for them as well. But I want to hear everything that you have to say about changing that vibe from being just the nice guy to being the guy that's the chooser. Definitely. So the first thing is I truly believe that there are two types of men in this world, two and two alone, and they are chasers and choosers. So you're either a chaser and a chaser is someone who is operating from scarcity. He's insecure. He overthinks everything. He is often clingy because the moment that he gets a woman's attention, he feels like he has to hold on to it because he's probably not going to get that attention anytime soon again. He's looking for validation. And the most important distinction between him and a chooser is that he chases. He's always pursuing what doesn't want him back. Whereas a chooser is a guy who is operating from confidence. Yeah. This is a guy who has done the work. He feels good inside his skin. He feels very abundant, meaning if a woman is not calling him back, not showing up to dates, flaking, ghosting, whatever, he's not freaking out about it. He's letting her go and he's moving on because he believes that there's an abundance of women. He believes that he deserves basically any woman that he talks to. And for that reason, he chooses. He's not desperate. 
He's not just saying yes to the first option. He's really taking his time and choosing the type of woman that he wants to be with. He's not just settling for what's good enough. He's actually choosing a woman who's really going to blow his socks off. So what happens if a guy feels like he's a chooser and is embodying the choosingness and is confident, but people aren't coming around? And so he's not really able to choose. How do you become the person that's going to attract the people? You know, you have all these great confidence skills going, but when they're not coming around, how do you become a chooser? Well, I think charisma is different than confidence. So confidence is how you feel. It's not how you act, really. Charisma is a learned skill set. Like you can learn how to like have good posture and how to have like a good opening line and how to make jokes. But if deep down inside, you don't actually feel good about yourself, maybe you have some trauma that you've never resolved with one of your parents. Maybe, you know, an ex-girlfriend cheated on you and you never really processed it. Whatever it is, like you might be able to act like a chooser, but eventually once the woman gets into the relationship with you, your chaser energy will come out at some point. You can't hide that forever. Right. Like your chasingness will chase you eventually. Totally. And it will push her away. Yeah, I know. So I work with men as well. And I have a client right now who he has the confidence of a chooser, but he's a chaser. And I'm trying to teach him to stop with the chase. And the chase, if guys are wondering, what is the chase? It sounds obvious, but the chase is, in my estimation, you can add to this definition, but It's the guy who shows up in the DMs when the girl on the dating app didn't respond to you or didn't match with you. And that energy of showing up in the DMs when you're not welcome, some guys think, well, that's just confidence because I think I'm great. I'm going to show up and I'm going to pursue her. But she communicated with you silently by not responding, saying, I don't want to talk to you. So you give off that chaser energy when you show up in their DMs. Totally. And I love that you use that example because I actually have a real life example too. A few weeks ago, I was at a restaurant that is very popular here in Austin. And as I was about to walk in, this guy came up to me. I was clearly in a hurry, like not really using my body language to invite him to come over. You know, when you're just in a hurry and you're focused on something and you're not trying to talk to anyone. I was in that mode. And he didn't pick up on it. He didn't read it correctly at all. He came up to me anyway and started a conversation, which that could still be good. I think it's always a great time to shoot your shot, like to go up to her at least and talk to her. It's good practice. But then as the conversation continued, like you could tell that my entire body was turned towards the street, which is where I wanted to go (laughs) with only my face facing him because I wanted to leave. Like I wasn't in a state where I wanted him to get my number. Like I just wasn't in that headspace. Anyway, so he gets my number anyway. He doesn't get my number. He gives me his number. He tells me to text him sometime. And I walk off and I'm like, I'm never going to talk to that person ever again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then, you know, I come to that same restaurant a few weeks later. I see him and then I'm wearing a hat and I like kind of bring the hat down to my eyes because I don't want my eyes to meet his because I'm like, I really don't want to have a conversation right now. I'm just not in the mood. 
And that same day, my girlfriend meets me there. And apparently he does the same thing to her. So he shoots his shot. He actually gets her phone number instead of giving his to her. And then he starts texting her. And then today she was telling me, she was like, he has not stopped texting me. Even though I haven't responded, like even though I've already shown that I'm not interested, like he keeps texting me. And it's a shame because he has the confidence, right? Like he came up to both of us separately, but there's something there that's missing. I don't know if he deep down doesn't really feel worthy or if there's just some skill set that he still needs to master because clearly he's not reading the room. Right. And that's what a lot of chasers do is that they don't know how to read the room. They don't know how to read between the lines and they don't know how to read body language. And there's like a social intelligence that's lacking. Yes. And women, because we're very sensitive to that stuff, we are going to be turned off. So if we give off a sign and they react as if the sign wasn't given off, we're immediately out. We're done. And guys think, oh, well, she reacted or said a word back to me. She's in. And so they're just not, I guess, I don't know if it's detail-oriented in terms of communication, but men need to pay attention to everything that's going on. And they don't. And I, I don't know if they choose not to because they're just trying so hard to get it done and just to get the number or if it's just the way that they're built. But it's, like I said again, it's a turn off to a woman the minute you're showing her you're not reading her signs. It would be like, can you give me an example of like, if you were talking to this guy who had been asking for your number with your body turned completely to the opposite side, but your head, you know, like you're basically breaking your neck, like trying to be polite. (laughs) What could he have done in that scenario to make you comfortable and recognize that you're not really into it or you're turned away? What could he have said or done? I love that question. I love that question. What he could have done is he could have looked down at my body and realized that my feet are facing forward. I always talk about feet because it's the most honest part of the body. My feet are facing a different direction, which is where I actually want to go. And he could have just said, well, hey, you know, it looks like you're in a hurry. I don't want to hold you up. I just wanted to let you know that you're beautiful. I hope you have an awesome day. Yeah. And just leave it at that. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're now going to be texting him frantically. No. But maybe the next time when you were in the restaurant and you had your hat on, you wouldn't have brought the lid down. Totally. 100%. Because he pressured me. First of all, he kept asking questions, even though I told him, hey, I'm actually like headed that way. I'm kind of in a hurry. He kept asking me all these questions. And then he kind of just threw the number thing in there because, you know, he just wanted to make sure that he sealed the deal, so to speak. He didn't have to do all that. Right. I feel like guys, I kind of call it like they're, and it almost sounds too positive. So I don't love using this term, but it seems like chasers have this North Star that they set and like they're going to follow it no matter what. Even if like they need to change course and maybe go to a different star or something, they have set their mind on this is the star, this is the end goal of what I want. 
And I'm going to ignore all of the points leading up to that North Star. And the North Star is giving you his phone number or getting your phone number. Yes. Yes. And so it's like they're on a runaway train just to get to that star. And they have no idea that that train is actually headed for like a brick wall. And they wonder why they get ghosted. Right. Right. Why would she give me her number if she wasn't interested? Because you pressured her. Exactly. (sighs) And the other thing is, it seems like with the chasing and the pressuring is, I believe that women, the minute they feel like you want something from them, their wall is going to go up. So with chasers, it seems like if you start a conversation with a woman that has nothing to do with wanting anything, has nothing to do with her being beautiful or, you know, wanting her number, and you just talk to her like she's like a like a dude that you're friends with, her wall won't go up. And all of a sudden, it's like you don't feel like you're chasing. It feels like you're having a connection or a conversation. Totally. I think the only exception to that, though, is like I had a guy approach me at the gym several weeks ago, and he took the talking to me like I was a dude thing a little too far. Okay. He was calling me dude several times oh. throughout the interaction. <laughs> yeah. He was also like fist bumping uh, me a little. Yeah, it's a little too literal. And a little too much. And then when he got my number and everything, because I truly was like, all right, I guess we're going to be friends. He started to show his interest. And I was like, yeah, no, you're already in the friend zone. <laughs> you called me dude like seven times and you fist bumped me a bunch. So like, we're homies now. We're bros. Like, we're not changing the tone of that. Right. It is so hard to change the tone. It's almost like, when you were in high school, you were a total dweeb. You had, you know, lots of acne and you had no friends. And then 20 years goes by and you show up to your high school reunion and you're buff, your skin is amazing, and you're, you know, like rocking a hot bod. People are still going to be like, but that's like Timmy the dweeb with the moonhead. <laughs> you know, it's like it's going to be hard to adjust the way that you see him. But eventually, you know, like, you know, if you stay long enough at the reunion or you guys go out and party after or something like that, then maybe it can start to shift. But it's really hard to shift the way a woman sees you once you set the tone. So how do you set a tone that's not wanting something? So I'm throwing kind of the concepts that I was mentioning a second ago and kind of putting them together. So how do you set the tone? without wanting something or looking like you're chasing, but not be the dude who's literally calling you dude and fist bumping you? What's the happy medium? I think that first of all, you have to authentically believe that you don't want something. Because if you actually, if you try to act like you don't want her number, but you actually really do want her number and you're not only, because maybe you really do, like that's fine if you really do genuinely want the number. But if you're trying to act like you don't, while at the same time directing it to end up in that place, then you're going to come off inauthentic. So I think the first thing is just having like a little pep talk with yourself where you're like, okay, that woman is gorgeous. There are many gorgeous women in the world. I'm going to go up to her and have a conversation and I have no clue where it's going to lead me. Yeah, It could lead nowhere, Yeah, but... I will still enjoy the conversation for whatever it is. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is being in the moment. Being in the moment. Yeah. Because if you're present in the moment, 
then you can pay attention to her body language. You have a moment, right? To look at her feet. Oh, okay, cool. Her feet are pointing at me. She hasn't been on her phone since we started talking. She's not looking around. It looks like she wants to be in this conversation. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then you keep that conversation going. And now it's been like, you know, 10 minutes. Okay, cool. Now maybe it's been 15 minutes. Well, this would be a great place. And this is to your other point of like, how do you not come off as a friend? All right, well, it's been 15 minutes. I have not been talking the entire time nervously. I've actually been present, paying attention to her body language. And now I'm going to inject a little bit of unpredictability. And also I'm going to not be a leech and like stick to this person. Right. Like get out while the getting's good kind of thing. While it's fresh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to inject a little bit of unpredictability by letting her know that I have to run to something, but I would love to get her phone number. Maybe if she's down to get a bite sometime, like let's exchange phone numbers. And then I'm going to leave. Right. Yeah. Going out on top is huge. It's like the hanging on. It shows even if you're doing everything right, once you start hanging on, then that chaser vibe starts to come out. So you went from a chooser to a chaser just by not leaving at the right time. Right. And also you want to feel in your body the way that you do when you're talking to your guy friends, meaning like you want to feel comfortable or if you have a sister or your mom, you want to feel that in your body, but you don't want to be the same person that you are with them. So like, even as a woman, like when I'm around a guy that I'm attracted to, I'm conscious to, you know, not put him on a pedestal because he's just another human. And I'm paying attention to what's happening inside my body. I'm doing things that make me feel more comfortable so I can see him more like a friend. But at the same time, I'm not talking to him like a friend. I'm not like sharing every inner thought that I have. I'm not like fist bumping him or, you know what I mean? Or like kicking him or like doing something that I might do with a friend that I'm very comfortable with. So I'm still positioning myself as someone who is sexually interested potentially, or, you know, a potential sexual object of sexual interest, but I am feeling comfortable. I'm not pedestalizing that person. Right. Okay. So I love this conversation so far. We're going to take a break. Um, Elsa from howtotalktowomen.com is going to be back with us. And I want to talk to you about shifting the vibe from being a nice guy to being not the bad boy, but something that feels a little bit closer to that. So we'll be back with Elsa in just a second. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. It's going to be exciting. Use our promo code CLNS50, that's CLNS50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. So now that we're heading out of cuffing season, which is that season where women want the guy to keep them warm at night so they're a little bit more easygoing or flexible on who they'll date, you're going to need to step up your game. And part of stepping up your game is stepping up your banter game. So many times guys lose out on girls because they don't know how to be fun, witty, engaging, clever, while also being down to earth and creating a real connection. So if you don't want to lose out on the chick because you don't know how to communicate and you're just boring and flat, then take a couple banter sessions with me. I promise you, your dates will go through the roof, not just because you're throwing them up there because you're so muscular, but the actual number count is going to go up, I promise. So go to kristenandchill.com, scroll down, click banter, and choose your package to get those banter skills in shape where this summer, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to get the girl. And if you email me at kristenandchill.com, I may even send you a discount code so you can get these world-class skills at a discounted price. That's kristenandchill.com. And we're back. So I want to talk about shifting yourself from the nice guy because it's obviously okay to be a nice guy, but you want to be a nice guy with an edge, which is that little bad boy factor. How do we do that? Is it wardrobe? Is it, you know, obviously I know there's that self-assurance or charisma that comes in, but like how much of it is physical, like the way he actually looks versus how much of it is emotional and mental and what he's projecting vibe wise. Right. Well, when you think about the bad boy and you distill it down, like what is it that makes the bad boy so attractive? It really just comes down to one thing. Yeah. And that is he's hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. He's hard to get. His attention is scarce. Mm -hmm. It's valuable. And you feel like other people want it to. That's what makes a bad boy a bad boy. It's not that he treats you like crap because a real woman who loves herself won't stick around for that. 
it's literally just that he is hard to get. And any guy can choose to be hard to get. But again, like, it's not about playing a game because if you do play the game, you know, if you see her text message and you're just watching Netflix and you're like, yeah, I'm just not going to respond for five hours. Like, that's not actually being hard to get. That's just playing hard to get. And eventually, when she's in the relationship with you, your true colors will show and she'll be like, oh, wow, I was duped. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So being hard to get is about having a super full life, having friends, having hobbies, having a job that you love that excites you. And if you don't have that, maybe get started on having that, being close with your family, working out, like having things in your life that naturally keep it full so that when you look down and you have a message from her, you're like, oh, cool, let me respond to this. But otherwise you have so many other things happening that you're excited about. Right. And that to me is way more important than how you dress. Yes, how you dress definitely adds to it. I love a guy who takes care of himself, but I would argue that it's more about your energy, your vibe, how women perceive your value. And when you're like that, when you're genuinely someone who's hard to get and you take care of your appearance, women are going to gravitate towards you. Like you are just going to have options naturally, which is going to make you even harder to get because you just have other options. And that's really what women want and what women will chase sometimes. I have a guy right now because I'm dating and I'm, you know, seeing people and just really playing the field more than I think I've ever have in my entire life. So I'm just meeting so many different people. Mm. Yeah, it's like, I almost feel like, I don't know. I, I don't even know what I feel like, but it's just like you Thursday for a date, you Friday, cause you're hot. You Saturday, cause you're better looking. You Sunday, cause you're okay. You know, like I'm literally just like setting up, you know, boom, boom, boom. And there's one guy that I've been talking to for like two months maybe. And he is playing hard to get perfectly. And I don't think he's really doing it intentionally. He's in a position where he broke up and I'm, he might even listen to this because he's told me he's listened to a couple episodes. So if he listens to this, his <laughs> ego is going to go through the fucking roof. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't want to happen. So he is playing it perfectly right because he's like six months out of a relationship. So he's not really looking for something huge, but he's looking to meet people and date around. He dresses well because he works in finance and like in New York, like Wall Street kind of vibe, but he doesn't take it overboard or anything. So he's got like the right look. He's in pretty great shape. So he's got all these like very alluring elements, but what he's doing, I think if he had those elements of being in good shape and dressing nice, it wouldn't be the same because what he's actually doing is he's got stuff going on Every time I'm like nearby, he'll like ask me, like, I've been looking at apartments. So he's like, did you find something? And I'll be kind of in his neck of the woods and he won't really be able to have time to like go out with me, but he wants to know about me and he's there and he'll like have fun conversation and he'll flirt with me. But when it comes down to it, it's like, I can tell he's got so much going on that he's not like, what are you doing Friday night? So now it's almost like we've matched on 
every dating app like that exists. <laughs> and so we just keep, you know, like we have each other's phone number, but like we just keep matching on these different apps. And he's like, wait, you went out with another guy last night? And he's like, you're supposed to go out with me. I'm like, well, you haven't asked me. And he's like, I've asked you. And I'm like, no, you haven't. And I said, like, I've put out there that like I'm nearby. And then he's like, oh, you know, well, I had family stuff going on or I had this going on or whatever. He's like, next time you're here or next time we're close by, let me know and we're going out. So he's interested. He responds to my text. It's not like he takes 50 hours to respond. I don't usually write to him first. He'll hit me up, but it's so alluring because I'm like, I cannot access this guy. But yet we're accessing each other by having long conversations and text and getting to know each other. And I don't feel the sense of desperation because he's basically like, I just broke up with with a girl and I'm just like, I'm enjoying my free time. I'm enjoying my single life. But I just want to go out with him so bad because it's like this inaccessibility. Right. And it creates tension. So like, I know when I eventually meet him, I'm going to be in total like flirt mode and like, I'm going to make sure I look great and all of those things because of this kind of buildup of like, he's busy, he's got shit going on, but yet he's giving me attention and not treating me like shit. You know, he's interested in my life and he wants to know. So for the guys listening, you know, it's not, again, that he has like a hot bod and dresses like he's from a GQ photo shoot. It's that he's attentive, but yet he's not completely available. And I'm just like melting at it. Yeah, it's definitely a vibe. It is. And I've had similar situations before where I was somewhere and I was on a dating app and I matched with someone and I had like one day left. So I'm eager to meet up because I'm like, I'm literally leaving. And they're like, you know, I had this situation with a guy who was very nice. Like he gave me all these recommendations of where I should go. But he's like, oh, no, no, I can't meet up tonight. Like I have a lot going on already. But like, here are all these great recommendations that you should check out on the city. And like, next time you're here, let me know. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, you know, that the next time you're in town, you're letting him know. Right. Whereas, you know, the guy who like tried five different times to meet up with you, but you never really responded or really gave them the time of day. When he tells you the next time you're in town, you're like, yeah, no. Right. <laughs> right. And you're like, sneaking around, <laughs> like, hopefully I don't run into him. Yeah, And I do feel bad for guys because it's like, it sounds like games, but it's not really a game because... But it's not a game. Right. Like this guy yeah. that I was just talking about, he genuinely has shit going on. So he's not playing a game. He's living his life. And he told you that he was in a serious relationship, which means that he's capable of a serious relationship. He's six months out and it's attractive that he hasn't already jumped into another serious relationship. Like he's actually taking time to enjoy his single life. He's responsive and he's also not trying to like sleep with you and never talk to you again. So those qualities make him up to be someone who just has a lot going on in his life. Not someone who's acting like he has a lot going on in his life to get a certain outcome out of you. Right. And it makes you want to be part of that life. I'm a comic and I do, you know, like comedy things and whatever. And so like, I'm very jokey with guys, but like he had a wedding to go to. And so, and he had a family, like a 
baby shower or something for a sister or something. And so I was joking, like, I'm so excited to meet your family. And obviously I was kidding. I like, I'm, I'm not right, going to right, a wedding right. with him. And I was like, your friends are going to love me, you know? And I was just teasing. And I was teasing, of course, like I knew I wasn't, you know, we hadn't even met yet. I'm not going to a wedding with him. And he hasn't even asked me out. But the fact that he's got those things going on. So having that full world really is attractive. And then as a girl, like, you know, we also have our own worlds. But when you combine forces, you don't want a guy without a life. And then he just clings to what you're doing. Right. And I think what's important for men to hear in this is that we're not trying to tell them not to initiate or not to put an effort. Because I don't want them to walk away hearing like, oh, I'm just going to take two months to take a woman out. Like, that's not what we're saying. Like, we're not saying that we want you to ignore women or postpone going out with them or like whatever, drive them along when you never have the intention of meeting them. Like, what we're actually saying is have a life that is so full such that even when you match with a beautiful woman who has a great personality, that's just one exciting thing going on in your life. Right, right. And that vibe comes through. Yeah, exactly. And that vibe comes through. Yeah. We can sense it. It's like you can tell when it's authentic and you can tell when it's inauthentic. And like one of the guys that I've been working with, he does have a full life and he's got a great job and he goes to like cool events and all this kind of stuff. But he is just any girl that looks at him or Hmm. follows him back on Instagram or just says hi to his hello, he is all over. And I'm like, you would be in such a better position, like, because you do have a full life, but you're presenting yourself as someone without a full life. Now, in terms of like the nice guy stuff, I want to go back to that for a second. What do you suggest when it comes to body language and a nice guy? Some guys that I've worked with can be very smiley, like too smiley, where... It's like it takes away a sexual energy because it's just like, I'm cheesing all the time and I'm so happy to be here and stuff. What is body language for a guy who's a desirable guy? Well, I call what you just explained customer service mode. Oh, yes. Like customer service mode is when you're very like smiley, eyes wide open, high-pitched voice. You know, your annotation goes up like, hi, how can I help you today? Yes. (laughs) Hi, my name is Thomas. Nice to meet you. Yes, That's customer service mode. We don't want customer service mode. We want like sexy underground DJ mode, which is like, hey, hey, I'm Thomas. Nice to meet you. And it's this like low key vibe. You're smiling, but you're also making really strong eye contact. You're like piercing through her soul but you're not holding it forever. You're just doing it in the beginning as you introduce herself. And again, like, hi, I'm Thomas. It's very different than like, hi, I'm Thomas. Yep. I actually made, I had a group of men in my program, chasers to choosers, introduce themselves. We had about 25 men. We went around the room and they each introduced themselves. And it was incredible because immediately that I had women in the room too. And basically the assignment was, okay, women, are we allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yes. (laughs) Okay, cool. So the question was, women, would you fuck yes or no? Just by hearing their voice, like just by hearing their voice, would you fuck yes or no? 
It was like an instant yes or no. And some of the men, they were like, no. Even though they were handsome, it's just like the tone and the voice was so like, no, you are a friend. And other men, yes. And it had nothing to do with how they looked. All they heard was their voice. Did you instruct them beforehand on how to speak? Or did you just kind of say like, this is like a pop quiz, introduce yourself? Yep. I love that. So I was like, all you have to do is literally just say, hi, I'm, and then whatever your name is. You just introduce yourself. Right. I love that. That's such a good test. And it's so true. And I sit here like... I don't know if my testosterone levels are going up and I'm just like super horny. I don't know what it is. But when you describe this, I have an internal reaction. The way that you went from customer service voice to the lower, more underground DJ voice. Yeah. I felt like a visceral reaction to that. And I'm not saying I'm attracted to you, but like it made me like attracted to you because that energy is sexy. There's nothing that we can do about it. Like mm-hmm. we can't change the internal like workings of our brains to find a customer service voice sexy. I just had a consultation with a guy who he naturally sounds just like a radio DJ like from the 50s. And it's really hard to feel attracted to like a radio DJ from the 1950s who's like Hi, I'm John, and this is my pickup mode, K-Rock 105. Like, and so it was like, if we work together, we're going to work a lot on your tonality and the way that you're using your voice. It can be maybe sexy in a certain situation, but very rarely. And so I think he's struggling because he comes across almost like it is customer service, but it's almost like this extra cheese customer service. And I just, on the phone, pers- like as we were having our consultation, I couldn't get comfortable talking to him. And we were just, you know, talking more business client, like formal. I didn't feel like I was talking to a real human being. So that kind of just like low, natural, but, you know, like having the moments, what's so great is when you do go in with that more mellow vibe, when you do flash that smile, like if she says something funny or she says something that makes you laugh, it feels like she earned that smile. Yes. And it's a reward. It's like rewarding. Not to mention, it's more relaxing. Like it's just easier. It takes a lot of muscles to smile. So it's actually just a lot more relaxing for you. Just kind of relax, lean back, and choose your moments. Yeah. I went on a date this weekend with this guy and we had a really, really great time. And I thought he was really cute, but he had the most adorable smile. And I didn't know what his smile was going to be like before because he only had three pictures in his profile and none of them were smiling. And he had like four pictures on his Instagram. So I was like, I have no idea really like what I'm getting into. But we had texted a lot. He was great in text. He was like calling me babe, which I thought was really cute. Normally I wouldn't like go with that. But like we didn't know each other. It was more like kind of jokey. But he'd be like, babe, like when are we meeting and falling in love? Which doesn't really work (laughs) for every guy. But for him, it like really, really worked. So... 
when I got there, I was kind of nervous about what his teeth would look like because none of his pictures were smiling. So I'm thinking, is he hiding like some nasty ass teeth? And it turned out he had like the best teeth. They weren't perfect. You know, it wasn't like he looked like he went to Invisalign and had them like all like perfectly. But the way they were shaped and they fit his face perfectly. And so we went from like bar to bar to bar and then we went and had food and then like rooftop bar, rooftop bar. Like we really like did the gamut of everything. But so we stopped and had food in between and he was leaning in and I was kind of just talking. I don't know what I was talking about. Probably something very boring and unimportant, but he was acting like he was interested, which is great. So I think he was actually interested, which was lovely. But he was leaning in and we were kind of at this like, it was a cool diner, but we were like both at the bar almost of this diner. And so he was leaning in with his like left arm up on the bar with his head tilted at me because we're sitting shoulder to shoulder. And he was listening, listening. And then when I said something that was funny to him, he gave me like the perfect smile where his teeth were just adorable. His face was adorable. And he did almost like a shy smile where he looked at me and smiled and then kind of put his head down toward the floor and kept smiling and then like looked back up at me kind of with more like sexy eyes. So it was like, that transition of like, I'm going to give you the smile real quick, but now I'm going to give you these eyes. And it was just like the sexual tension, you know, was just like building and building. Right. Oh, I love how you described that. That was so detailed. I feel like I was with you in the experience. Yeah. And it felt so detailed and it was like his doing. And so I just, it froze in my brain because it was such a like powerful, I don't know if that's the right word, but like it was such like a defining moment. I think that's a better word. Impactful. Yeah. Yeah. For like our chemistry and our sexual tension. I love that. So are you seeing this guy again? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll probably see each other again soon. And he straight up asked me after, like he had sent me some music that I like loved and we were texting a little bit and he was like, do you want to see me again? And I just really loved his confidence. And I was like, I I like that. Yeah. Before he went out on a limb. Yeah. And I was like, I do. Do you want to see me again? And he was like, definitely. You know, so it was, he just did the right things at the right time. And because like right at first, you know, it's tense when you first meet somebody and you're supposed to be like, you know, he was joking with the, hey, babe, like, let's just like meet next week and fall in love kind of stuff. Like it puts a lot of pressure to be like, oh no, we're going to, really have to like each other or all this texting is going to be embarrassing to look back on. So there's that pressure. Right. So a little nerves at first, but then that, you know, and I was kind of trying to figure out like, am I into him? Am I not into him? And it was that moment where I was like, I'm into this guy. And that was halfway through the date. So, I mean, we were enjoying each other. Everything was good, but that moment was the defining moment where it was so perfectly sexy without being overly sexual. And gross. Right. And I hope that men will hear in what you just shared that story. It doesn't always start out with her immediately being super attracted to you. It doesn't need to start out with butterflies in her stomach. Actually, that could be a very bad sign. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But like, it's okay for her to not know if she's into you until half of the date. It's even okay. I've had it to where the date ends. And I still don't really know if I'm into that person. 
But then I give them one more chance. And then on the second date, they change my mind. So I hope that men hear in your story, like how it doesn't have to be perfect right away. Like the attraction can develop because women are different than men and where we're not just like, we're not as visual as men. We still care about looks, but we're not as visual and we require more time to really be polarized either way. Right. Right. Because we're really looking to feel in a moment, whereas like guys are physical. Like it's like, she's attractive. I'm attracted to her. It's a done deal. And it's like, okay, he's cute, but do I feel, is he like bringing up correct emotions or is he bringing up, does he make me feel sexual or does he make me feel like I'm a woman? And so once he kind of gave me that feeling, it was like, okay, yep, done deal. Right. So I know you've got to get going, but this was an awesome episode and I think super helpful. And I would advise guys to work with you because you have amazing insights that I'm jealous of that I'm like, "Mm, I wish I thought of that. So you guys can go to howtotalktowomen.com, but also tell them how else they can get in touch with you. Definitely. Well, first of all, thank you for that compliment. That was really sweet. Yeah, they can go to Elsa Morick on Instagram. So Morick is spelled M-O-R-E-C-K. Elsa Morick on Instagram. If you have TikTok, dating with Elsa. And then my website, howtotalktowomen.com. I have a free ebook called How to Talk to Women. Shocker. Mm. And it's all about how to read the signs, how to talk to her, touch her, and take her home how she wants you to talk to her, touch her and take her home. Amazing. So everyone should go check that out. Get your free ebook with Elsa. And if you guys need help with your banter skills, you guys can always come to me. I'm offering $100 off my package, my banter bundle package for the summer so that you guys can get some summer loving. I mean, it's so cheesy, but it's kind of true. It makes summer more fun. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) So... Just type in the promo code listener one, the number one, and you'll get your $100 off the banter bundle. So thank you so much, Elsa, for all this awesome information. Episodes come out every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Make sure you subscribe and rate the show, share the show with a friend. It helps us grow and keep killing it out there with the women by all these amazing skills that you're learning by listening to the Ask Women podcast. So thanks again for listening and we will see you guys next week. 